0: Coming up next on Chapters, we're going to get a chance to visit with the founder of Ben Speaks, Judy Giovangelo. Judy is a mother who transformed the pain of the tragic 2009 loss of her son Benjamin into a successful nonprofit providing vital services to teachers and students alike throughout New England. So stay tuned for our conversation with Judy Giovangelo coming up next on Chapters. My name is Jim Derrick, and welcome to another edition of Chapters. On today's program, we're going to be speaking with Judy Giovangelo, who is the founder and vice president of Ben Speaks. Welcome, Judy.
1: Thank you. Pleasure and an honor to be here today. The
0: pleasure is all mine. The story of Ben Speaks is uh, one that's born out of tragedy, and a tragedy that uh, befell your family and specifically the namesake of the foundation. Benjamin, your son Benjamin, Yes, but has blossomed into a wonderful uh, organization which promotes a wide range of opportunities for social-emotional learning in our students, teachers, people like myself. Judy, can you talk about Ben Speaks and what the mission of Ben Speaks is?
1: So the mission is to provide positive channels of expression for youth, families, and communities Through events, education, and resources, and the reason that uh, this is our mission is because we can all see today how many human beings—not just our kids, but uh, everybody on the planet—is struggling with figuring out how to be uh, appropriate with emotions. Uh, so we hear a lot about emotional resiliency, and the truth is is that so many people are hurting today. And when a human being is hurting, if they're not be- being given tools to navigate the emotional waters, what they do is they either hurt themselves or hurt others. And we can see that through the uh, incredible statistics of opiate addiction and loss, the extreme um, rise in suicide in our adolescence. And uh, you know, kids showing up in schools with guns is an example of hurting others. And um, so, Ben speaks is 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 really passionate about providing tools that help kids and adults to learn what it means to take full responsibility for their energy and for their choices and who they're being in the world even when they're facing some of the more challenging things that so many people inherently as human beings are facing.
0: So, Judy, you connected a lot of reactions that young people have to feeling Discontent, irritable, diseased. Right. Uh, as they go uh, develop, um, and you connected uh, gun gun violence and suicide right. and opioid addiction, uh, self harming, all of these things that are outward manifestations of of young people that are struggling. I, I would. A lot of times, people think those things are very disconnected, but all of those things are symptoms of what.
1: Of low self-esteem and self-worth, and uh, uh, an inability to find positive ways to move through the reaction within self. Mm-hmm. So they're not disconnected from themselves; they're just reacting as opposed to responding. Right. They're reacting um, out of fear, out of isolation, out of um, you know uh, not feeling good about who they are, rather than responding from a place of power. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to switch we got to we got to help them to develop the muscle of choosing more positive ways of releasing or acknowledging or being present to those feelings mm-hmm. if they were disconnected from their feelings they wouldn't need to do those things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. their feelings are are dry, are the driving force
0: yeah. judy let's back up a little bit you talk a little bit more about ben speaks we mentioned mm-hmm. it is the full name of the organization is Ben Speaks Louder Than Words. Right. And uh, you're located in Holliston. Uh, you did grow up in, Ben grew up in Medway. That's right. Correct. So a yes. neighboring town to Franklin. And can you talk a little bit about Ben and uh, what what Ben was like as he grew up?
1: Sure. Uh, ben was, um, I, I always say that, that loving Ben was really easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that. He was uh, super sensitive, creative, intuitive, artistic, articulate, um, and super, super sweet in his core. Right. Um, it was pretty early on that we started to see and experience, um, you know, something extraordinary happening with Ben. Uh, he he started to develop early rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, that became eventually the diagnosis of obsessive compulsive disorder. Right. Um, he was oppositionally defiant. He was easy to trigger. Um, he was uh, challenged both socially, mm-hmm. uh, emotionally, and uh, in, in school as well, you know, the curriculums mm-hmm. and the way that he learned. He was a kinesthetic and visual learner. Mm-hmm. So being in the mainstream model was not the best environment for a kid like Ben. and And the result of that And we see it with so many kids today is that we're, you know, we're teaching to one particular or maybe a handful of of kids. And so the kids that are showing up in our schools today who are this high empathic, high intuitive, high sensitive, then become medicated and labeled and then have this, you know, the scarlet level, the scarlet letter of, you know, this mental health problem challenge on their chest lowers their energy, lowers their self-esteem and self-worth. They become isolated. They begin to, um, you know, self-medicate or self-harm in some way. Mm -hmm. They become bullies uh, or they're bullied. And the result is, you know, what we're seeing today in these increased um, uh, statistics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ben just kind of shined the light on that. But he, he, so he was really hard, really, really hard to raise. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the years, we started to find tools. I became In his early teens, uh, a yoga teacher, it started out learning more about energy and self-esteem and shifting body and mind awareness and and growing in social and emotional resiliency through mind-body practices. It started with yoga. I became a Reiki uh, Reiki healer Mm. and then a master hypnotherapist. And then I have a whole tool set that's uh, come in on the backside of all of this, but when we... started to really help Benjamin move from just medication as a way to cope with his challenges and started to apply things like mindfulness meditation, yoga, which back then were um, you know, extremely uh people made fun of him fringe, so yeah, yeah, fringe. it was very fringe. I was yeah. a Dharma in Greg's neighborhood. There was a great little show oh, boy. called Dharma and Greg and I was, you know, I was considered a witch in the town kind of thing. <laughs> uh now it's now yeah. it's mainstream, but right. you know, back then people were afraid of it. And but what we had seen was that Ben was, you know, able to, as we applied these things into his life, uh, that he went from eighty milligrams of Prozac, which numbed and dumbed him down, to five milligrams of Prozac, and he got active and started to raise his energy. And
0: that—that's that, an amazing statement, right, right there. Eighty milligrams is a lot. It was for a, a lot. young he man. Was,
1: yeah, he, at thirteen and, years old, he was on eighty milligrams of Prozac.
0: Biochemically, he needed that at the time. He did, or so we thought. But I think so. You bringing in this this practice it enabled him to reduce that medication by over 90%. That's right. And as a result, uh, Ben's body image improved because the Prozac had, uh, as it does, had, had uh, ballooned yeah. him up to be becoming overweight. And he was able to live into the body that he was meant to have. That's right. And- which was a, a strapping young man.
1: Right. And it it increased, of course, his self-esteem and his ability to be um, attracting, you know, girls. I mean, I remember it might have been two weeks before he died. He was playing video games. He often kind of unplugged by playing video games. And we lived right on Main Street in Medway and there was a pack of girls walking by the house. And I heard them screaming, we love you, Ben Giovangelo. And he, he literally got up and he's peeking out the window and he's like, mom. Are they talking to me? They got the right, Ben. They got the right, like, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he, you know, he had such low self-esteem. He right. had such a belief. Again, he had that scarlet letter on his chest. He hid his OCD, his rituals, his symptoms, and they improved over, you know, uh, over the years. But, and again, he was using different techniques and tools that we had integrated into his life that were more from that side of the alternative holistic approach and And it
0: it was working
1: it 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 was working and in it it, you know it started with me being the change as the parent who said you know there's got to be a better way and i come from my whole uh my own life story of being a ben like i'm a ben
0: right right i'm an
1: empathic intuitive sensitive creative artist who didn't fit in and grew up in a Uh, You know, my oldest sister was a bully in my home. My father was an explosive alcoholic. Yeah. You know, and so when I was in school, I I didn't fit in, I I beat to my own drum, I I didn't fit the mold. And so I developed an early seed of belief that said, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to amount to anything, nobody's ever going to love me. And I lived into that belief well into my marriage and the raising of my kids. But then when I started to identify through, again, the beginning was the practice of yoga, understanding that if I shift the way I think about myself, if I stop feeding that early belief, then things change. And so I started to grow my own self esteem. I started to become a better advocate for Ben. I started to source and trust that I could find tools that would affect change for my kid. And you know, today, 25 years later, I'm a I'm a master intuitive, sure. You know, healer. Amazing journey. Amazing (laughs) journey.
0: Before we get uh, uh, further on with the story, I just wanted to mention you mentioned who is a Ben, and right here on your website, are you a Ben? Are you raising a Ben? Are you teaching a Ben? Do you know a Ben? and at-risk youth in your community. What is a Ben? A Ben is unique and beats to his or her own drum. A Ben is artistic, creative, intuitive, sensitive, and empathetic. Mm -hmm. A Ben is labeled Mm -hmm. with a mental illness or learning disability at an early age and often medicated. A Ben tends to self-harm in some way as a teenager. A Ben becomes isolated and left out. A Ben is not
1: broken. Ben, is not broken. I can tell you that about six months after Ben died, I was already on platform and I'd been invited to speak to 850 kids in, um, Springboro, Ohio. And it was a middle school community. It was an upper middle class, like a Wellesley. And, uh, I, Asked these kids in this presentation to please give me with a showing of their hands how many of them were uh, labeled with any of the following labels, and I named them. I said ADD, ADHD, OCD, bipolar, anxiety, yeah. or depression, mm-hmm. and are medicated for it. Please raise your hand. How many kids do you think raised their hand?
0: Ninety percent.
1: You got it. Yeah. And then I said, put your hands down. How many of you are cutting your arms or know somebody who di- who is? And more than fifty percent of oh, those hands went up.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And I thought to myself, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. You know,
1: I mean, and the teachers on the sidelines, they're. Their mouths gaped open. You know, you know, I've talked to a lot of teachers over the years and they all see it and they all know. But you know, our first answer to everything is medication. I'm not saying medication isn't right. necessary. It's one of the tools
0: right. in the toolbox. But in isolation and you and you and speaking to you before we came on the air, we're all connected. It's mm-hmm. all connected. You it can't is all connected. you mess with one part of the biochemistry and some other part is going to need something else. It's right. we're all connected. So from a holistic standpoint, literally. Uh, the, looking at the whole person by tinkering with just the medication and not addressing the spiritual or not right. addressing mindfulness or not right. addressing uh, other other areas, um, we're really missing out. I want to remind everybody, we're speaking with Judy Giovangelo.
1: You got uh, it, sir. From
0: Ben Speaks. Uh, my name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, chaptersradio.com. And importantly, you can reach out to Judy by going to the website, www.ben.com speaks.org and clicking on that there's contact information there's a Facebook page, Instagram all the social media. Find out about programming that can be brought to your community. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, how Judy and the organization trains us and trains children to become resilient people in today's world. So click on the website, take a look and reach out to Judy directly. The, the other thing about this and the linchpin at the end of this is there's a little Ben in all of us. Ben has one, one or many gifts. Yes. One or many gifts to bring to the world. That's right. Often overlooked, uh, seen as problems, the right. children like this. Yeah. Um,
1: and parents are the problem right. because they're not raising them properly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit about the gifts that ben, ben brought.
1: Ben was hysterically funny. Yeah. He was super creative. He was able to articulate his needs through the way he moved his body and the words that he used. He was, he was big and loud and and you know uh often missing social cues unfortunately i'm sure that he was on the um asperger's or the autistic spectrum in some way Mm -hmm. um They didn't have the markers for it back then, but I mean, he was hysterical, Mm. you know, he was so sweet and that empathic piece, you know, I remember you had talked about your son with a frog and with my, uh, with my Benny, it was a a fish over at Choke Pond. He caught a fish in a hook in its mouth and he brought it out onto the rock and he literally weeped. Mm. And, you know, this was Ben, he, he felt other people's pain. He felt the pain of the world so deeply. Um the day before he took his life, they were doing Schindler's List in his high school history class. And I remember him coming home after that. He, The school nurse had called. He'd gone to the school nurse with a headache. And when he came home that day, he was pacing around the kitchen. And he was saying, if this is the way the world is, he said, this is horrible. This is so painful. I can't believe people did this to children. I, and he's literally and he's was so revved up and he was just crying and tears were pouring out of his eyes. And he was just like, this is just not right.
0: Mm-hmm. Ben felt he everybody's felt pain. Everybody's
1: pain. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so he developed OCD and trying to control his own energy, you know, unconsciously, I'm of sure, course. on many levels. Yeah. That empathic piece is, I think, is the key and is what's most important to start to talk about as communities when it comes to serving our youth and 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 thinking about being inclusive with our youth. Um, there was a girl who took her life in Grafton who threw herself off of a bridge. Yes, yes, I remember. Uh, they did a whole big report on it with CBS. Her and, her, and uh, me and her mother, her mother, have met. And so we have the, what you just named is a Ben, and she has an Alexandra, and they their profile is very different. But when you put them together in a veneogram, what was the same was empathic, intuitive, sensitive, creative. So we need to uh, help these kids grow in their emotional resilience and their ability to navigate their sensitivities.
0: Right, um, Judy, I do want to ask, with your permission, if you wouldn't mind taking us through the events that led up to Ben's. Taking his own life because I think it is instructive to the story.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, Ben had from the time he was, mm, so we homeschooled him. At, at right out of middle school and then he went on to Sudbury Valley School for two years uh, it, where he kind of unschooled. I called it his Harry Potter school. Yeah. Um, you know, he he didn't do much academically. He fell behind about five grades. He went back to Midway High School after two years at Sudbury Valley because he wanted to be normal I was like his brother. to say, he, he, he wa- was looking
0: forward to that. He,
1: he wanted Which to be normal. what he, kid wouldn't? Right. He well, wants to be a kid. We all want to be... Graduate with his class, Right, the whole that's thing. right. Yeah. So, But when he went back to Midway... They didn't do any testing on him, but they decided because they didn't want to spend the money on it. But they decided that they were going to put him back a grade so he didn't end up with his classmen. He ended up a grade below, which mm. cr- immediately created uh, a challenge There's for him. There's a void. Yep. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was bullied at Medway High School. He was he sat alone at the run- lunchroom table for two years. Mm. He went on to Tri-County in 10th grade. He had a great experience there in terms of the vocational piece, but the academics were so much more pressure. They had a lot less resources and support. Mm -hmm. Um, And he went back to Medway, decided to give that a try. Now he's in 11th grade. Mm -hmm. Um, He's started to integrate everything that his mom is teaching him with the uh, holistic approaches. He's come down off of his medicine from 80 milligrams to 5 milligrams of Prozac. He's grown tall and gorgeous. Girls have started to notice. He starts to use marijuana to a fit in, B sure. self cope. Mm-hmm. Plenty of conversations with his therapist about that. Never thought we had to have that conversation with his guidance or anybody at school. He was, you know, he was on an IEP. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the day he took his life, he went to school with the smell of marijuana on his jacket from the night before. It had just become decriminalized in the state of Massachusetts. In Ben's OCD brain, that meant you know, legal, even though we said to him, sure. it's still yeah. not legal, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, all the kids he was hanging out oh. with were smoking pot. Oh. Teachers were talking about having pipes. I mean, it, and again, Ben missed the social cues. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he had been invited to a prom by a beautiful girl. Ben had never been invited mm-hmm. to anything in his life. And so, you know, when he went to school and they caught him with the uh, marijuana on his body, Uh, The smell of it, they took him out to his car. They searched it. They found a half a joint in a pipe, and the school decided uh, the best way to hold him accountable was to take away the prom uh, that he had just been invited to um, and sent him home with his dad. And within 30 minutes of that consequence, he wrote a beautiful letter to his family, said, There's no point to life. It's too painful for me here. I realized after 18 years I just can't do this. I love you. Please, Um, you know, Mom, I will be watching over you from a better place. Please don't kill yourself because of me. And, um, you know, 15 minutes later, my daughter and I uh, found him in our garage. And it was what I call a fleeting moment of despair when the pain became greater than the resources available to him in that moment. He ended his life. And Mike Snow, the youth director for Ben Speaks, so eloquently stated that Judy and Ben are like two sides of the same coin. And that I chose to take that death and turn it into something positive, mm. and become a voice for change on behalf of kids like him.
0: I'm so very sorry for your pain. Thank you. And and grateful that you shared that story because if you go to the website, you'll see Ben's picture. What a handsome guy! He was such a cutie, uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, he didn't sat-
1: think he was
0: right, right? But we're talking about you know a box that we that we want to fit. Everybody needs to fit into some box right. somewhere, we, we say. And, and what Judy was talking about before we went on the air wasn't that we need to get rid of the boxes, that the box being the way we expect people to behave, the way they're supposed to go through school, in what period of time, uh, with what sort of uh, social um, interactions, um, all of that stuff that we've come to, des- to describe as our norm. That's this is the norm, yep. but we need to we don't need to shatter the box. We just need to create more room for the a, bends in our lives. A bigger
1: container, ABC. A, a b- bigger I, container. And I love the
0: description of that <laughs> because um, when you get to to meet Judy, as I just have today, but what you don't hear is anger. You just don't hear it. What you hear is sadness and pain transformed into action and into empathy and ultimately into love. And mm-hmm. how can we? embrace the bends in our lives so that they
1: live into their dreams live into their you know what they're here to do and take away the timelines let it be their timeline but give them the tools and the way to navigate and the compass to help them to you know actualize or even come into awareness of what they want in life exactly and then start to take steps in the direction at their pace and you you know know? the
0: older i get and i'm going to be well, I'm 58. I'm not going to be 60. I'm still 58. <laughs> I'm 58,
1: um, too. Yeah, excellent. Um, so we're in
0: the club. Uh, the The older I get, the, the more I realize, and I guess the more, the more perspective that I'm lucky enough to, to acquire, the more I realize that, my gosh, this life is so short and so precious that why would we want to force people to conform to anything? I mean, why? I'm not talking about laws to keep us right. all safe and everything right. else. But right. in terms of going through school, something like, who said that we have to get up, I guess the farmers did, at six o'clock in the morning to get a seven o'clock bus to get into school. Who said that it has to be 12 linear years? And then, by the way, you decide what it is you're going to, where you're going to go on to college these days. Maybe you've got to even have a major in mind. We're always asking kids, where are you going next? So the minute they're a junior, have you started looking at colleges? We're not even giving them a chance to experience what they're doing right now. We're saying, what are you doing next? Then they're a senior. All they get is riddled. I've talked to a lot of them recently. My son's one right now, my youngest. And he says, Dad, I'm so sick of the question. Where am I going next year? Right. I'm trying to live in this year. Right. Is really what they're saying yeah. to us. Right? right. So who says that we have to conform to these rules? Why isn't there? We've room collectively
1: for it? agreed to this. And so now, you know, a lot of the conversation and now that we're seeing the the result of our collective agreement that We have these perfect timelines for, you know, human beings to evolve. Uh, We now know that that's not serving us. Mm. And so some people get stuck in the mindset because it is serving them. And so we get we bump up against that's where the conflict or the contrast lies. Right. Because. There are many kids who this system works for, mm-hmm. and so those kids are having success, but there's fewer and fewer of them, I think, and more and more that are falling outside of oh, the box.
0: I absolutely believe and,
1: that. Uh, and so they're shining the light on where we've gone wrong, mm-hmm. and we need to course correct. And I think that you know we know now that every person develops at their own pace and that there is no timeline and that the more that we can practice being present with who we are and what we want and what we have to individually do in order to, to to move in the direction of our own dreams and our own visions and our own actualizations, you know, that, that that's the most important thing.
0: Absolutely. And that,
1: and that we continue to grow in our hearts' desires and our hearts' knowing that we're all uh, deserving, that we're all good enough, you know. The mind wants to take you to this side of the tracks or that side of the tracks. You're better and you're therefore you're less. And the truth is we're all divine and we all deserve and we all have something of great contribution to bring to this planet. Absolutely. And how do we help kids to recognize that? When I speak in schools, you know, the power of choice, it's about, you know, what is it that you want to create in your life? You are a seed and your thoughts and your words and your actions and your feelings contribute to the direction and the the path that your feet take you and that your hands take you and that your heart takes you and your mind takes you and helping them to understand that you know that that once they tap into the power that they have within themselves, that they can really create and have and be and do anything they want in life and And not at the expense of others.
0: Right. And and so as we're creating more room in that box, I didn't expect to read this in your program, Power of Choice. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to read the following. We empower youth to take 100% responsibility for their life challenges because when you hear create a bigger box give them more creative room give them more space oftentimes we think well we're relaxing all the rules here and we're just letting people go willy-nilly Mm-mm. that's not at all what you're teaching no.
1: here no
0: you're you're telling people to be responsible for their actions their reactions and everything in between
1: that's right that's right. And, 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 that, and, and I teach them, I do kinesiology in front of the room. I have a kid come up to the front of the room and have a, a negative thought come up in their brain. And I press on their arm and I can push their arm right down. I teach them that their, their thoughts become their words, become their feelings, determine their vibration, their energy. They either have power or they don't. And when you start thinking negatively about yourself or someone else... And start speaking negatively about yourself or someone else or start um, feeling negatively about yourself or feel, or someone else. Your emotions are a marker. If you feel bad, then you're thinking bad. Uh, stinking thinking leads to feeling bad. And so, you know, I help them understand that they have the power to choose the way that they treat themselves first and then, then the way that they treat others.
0: And therefore create their own And
1: therefore create world. their own power. Yeah. Or disempowerment.
0: Right, right. I want to remind our listeners we are speaking with Judy Giovangelo. Judy is the founder and vice president of Ben Speaks. My name is Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. Judy, let's talk specifically, how does somebody engage Ben Speaks in their community? So how what type of programming do you offer to schools?
1: So we offer the Power of Choice presentation, which is a 45-minute with 15-minute Q&A for middle school, high school, and college students. Mm-hmm. Uh, this teaches eight tools teaches the power of your thoughts. It teaches about energy. It teaches about gratitude. I take them through a guided imagery with uh, visualization, help them make the correlation between the pictures they see in the head, that their body actually responds to them. So I do like a hypnosis thing with them, a visualization. Um, I teach them about the power of their words. Um, we talk about intention, and the intention is the planting of seeds into action. Um, and so that power of choice, and it ends with the Ben Speaks Pledge, which is a beautiful um Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, to be myself and to be a stand for change. Um, Maybe you can read it at the end, but you know, I have everybody stand and place their hand on their heart. I teach about collaboration versus competition and how to move from being competitive, dog eat dog, beat your buddy to a curb, to being a collaborative, a hand up for the weaker link in your community. And that together as a community like the New England Patriots, you can move forward in a powerful way and be a competitive school, but not competitive with each other in a way that you hurt and damage others.
0: You know, sitting here, Judy, as a as someone who's spent a lot of time in business, and um, we, we grew up at the same period of time, and I'm listening to all this, and I'm saying, "My gosh, if I'd had these tools when I was that age, yes. what would I have been? What would I have <laughs> right. been capable of?" Right? I know. I mean, you talk about the ultimate in empowerment, and that's what this is. This is it empowering is. people to become <laughs> resilient. This is empowering people to become responsible. This is empowering people to collaborate. This is empowering people to honor themselves as they are. Not as they think they're supposed to be. Right. Right? Which is a huge distinction. Or if they there.
1: believe that they're not. <laughs>
0: believe they're not. Thank you very much. So that's a a powerful concept. So we've got the power of choice, which is a a presentation. And Um, then
1: we, now we're developing and we're rolling out a curriculum called the Power of Choice Leadership Training Program, which actually teaches a dream creation process that's tried and true through one of my dear friends and a huge influence in my life, Nancy Cantor, who is the founder of the Dream Factory Community for Entrepreneurial Women in Metro West. And so hundreds of women have taken this course. Course, um, And it teaches uh, women and now will be teaching kids to become CDOs, chief dream officers of their own life. And it will give them the template uh, to help them to develop on their visions, to get organized around them, to get community around their vision, and to address the underlying beliefs that stand in their way, which we call the inner saboteur or the inner bully. And um, so we will be taking them through a full day training or two half day trainings and then into accountability circles to act on those dreams through intention and action. And, uh, you know, and it, we've I've been in like as an example, I was at Norwood High School uh, a couple months back. The superintendent and guidance and health all heard me speak. They said, you're hitting all the markers for the emotional resilience Um The word I'm looking for is, you know, what's being required by them uh, in the schools. And so I'm hitting all the marks with that and that this curriculum really sounds amazing to them because one of the challenges that they have is getting kids to be in goal and action uh, around what they want to create in their lives.
0: Could you break that back down? In goal and action.
1: In goals or intention. And
0: this is the challenge in, that they're having. In action, Can you yeah. talk a little so, bit about what you mean by that?
1: So in other words, that kids are just being so hurried and so rushed through curriculums that, uh, you know, just like, you got to get this done, you got to get this done, and then they go on to the next thing and the next, next thing and the next, next thing and yep. the next thing, like you were saying, there's just what's next, what's next, what's next. And so they're not being given a tool set to get organized organized around what they want to create for themselves in their lives. So they're so focused on all these things and meeting all these requirements that we're actually taking them away from sourcing from within themselves, their own dreams. Mm their own visualizations, their own gifts. Ben had many gifts, but nobody focused on Ben's gifts. Everybody focused on what they thought he needed to do mm-hmm. and all the jumps he needed to jump through in order to meet their requirements for who's gonna, who he's going to be in this world. And we got to stop doing that. We got to start saying to these kids, based on everything you've learned, what do you want to do with your life? What makes you happy? What makes you jive? What makes you excited to get out of bed every day? Mm-hmm. And how can we help you create something that, Develops that. I mean, it's this curriculum that has me being a woman who started a nonprofit organization in my son's name. It was the Dream Factory community that came up underneath me. It was this curriculum that has been the foundation for everything I've created in my life.
0: Fantastic. I want to remind everybody, we're speaking with Judy Giovangelo. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. Judy is the vice president and founder of Ben Speaks. And Ben Speaks, Ben, uh, ben is Judy's son, who tragically lost his life in 2009 to suicide. And Judy has uh, channeled Ben throughout uh, the the last uh 10, well, years. ten years now. It's been. I can't believe it's ten I years, know. and I'm sure that's that's the same for you. But has developed this organization, which is a nonprofit. Her son Michael is Michael. Uh, yes, is uh, the president of that organization. You must be awfully happy to and proud Super to have him. Proud with you. of
1: him. He's helped us to get systemized and to really, you know, do all the due diligence that an organization needs to have at that very foundational level. Yeah. <laughs> to to you know to be organized and um, do what we need to do. So, right. And and you know as
0: someone who I have had people, uh, mentors that have helped teach me that the old axiom that, you know, out of pain comes gain, mm-hmm. all of those types of little cute Yeah, sayings, lemons
1: make, you know. Lemon, lemon, right, lemonade.
0: lemon into lemonade. You know, I really do believe that we have a choice, right? And it is a choice. And that's what we're talking about is empowering young people and old people like me to understand where our choice lies and then to have the courage to. To act on it as a choice. Um, So you don't just have to accept things the way they are or the way you think they should be, but actually live into your own uh, own life with intention. And uh, I think that that's what you've done with. I know that's what you've done with your pain is that you have transformed it into uh, a mission. Uh, that Ben is an integral part of and is actually he guiding. He
1: is. He is. Uh, and he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he has.
0: That speaks very God loudly.
1: or Ben or whatever that is, there's a power greater than me that is definitely at play here.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Um, I got to tell you, your description of that, um, And could you name the program again?
1: Uh, it's called the Power of Choice Leadership Training Program, uh, calling uh, to... The uh, kids in our communities who are ready to become leaders and chief dream officers, CDOs of their own lives and be the role models for change. And, you know, speaking to what you just said, Jim, you know, when Ben died, I had I did have two choices. I could become a victim (laughs) and someone who blames others, which would have. Put me in a giant suck and hole. And by the
0: way, everybody would have co-signed that. For yeah, you, and, and everybody argue?
1: and everybody wanted to. You of know, course. I mean, good intention people were handing me pills like they were candy, and I sure. said no to drugs. Sure. Um, and I moved through the deep and the ripping pain in my heart of the loss of my son, and the uh, and the and the incoming. Uh, energy of depression that I felt almost catatonic after a week of uh, a week after losing him, and instead of taking pills, I I pounded a pillow with a tennis racket, mm-hmm. screaming and raging, mm-hmm. and released that energy. And I, you know, I mean, I, I'm an energy medicine healer, and I teach people how to move through the emotions of grief, loss, pain, suffering. We all have it; it's life; it's the human condition, and move through it in more positive, powerful ways th- rather than you know stuffing it and living into the vibration of victimhood you can be a victim or you can be a powerful creator and you ultimately have the choice that's it
0: right that's, that's it. it and and the power uh, the wisdom to know the difference is and the uh, wisdom to, to take out of the serenity, serenity prayer, prayer i love it um Judy, uh, this particular leadership program how long does it last
1: so this would be uh, a full-day training or broken into—it depends on, you know, we're still figuring out the lay of the land on that. We're hoping to put something together for Framingham High School, any other high school who's interested in, you know, maybe during April vacation week where kids can come in and um, and take this training. And then it would lead to either biweekly or monthly uh, uh, CDO circles, accountability circles, where they'll continue to work together. Uh, and hold each other accountable to the action steps that they need to take to move in the direction of their dreams. Mm.
0: I, I, I just think, I would encourage people, reach out to ben it's benspeaks.org. It's Uh You can find uh, Judy, uh, obviously, there. You can contact her there. She also has a Facebook page. I would like to spell her last name. It's G-I-O-V
1: like Victor, yeah. A-N-G-E-L-O. And we're doing an introductory at my uh, center, which is also the Ben Speaks resource office in Holliston on uh, February uh, 26th, it's a Tuesday night. Um, If you uh, send me a a message, we can send you the link to register. Uh, You'll get to hear the Power of Choice presentation and learn more about the Power of Choice Leadership Training program that we have coming up uh, two dates in March. So if you're interested in that, that is a free program. The program itself, the leadership training, is not free, uh, and it's calling to kids who are ready to really become change agents. It's really exciting. I I love
0: the description of the program. If if you're looking for a link to the, this, you can go to chaptersradio.com or, of course, benspeaks.org. Uh, ben Speaks also has a Facebook page and Twitter and 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 all of that. And your telephone number, Judy. Uh,
1: well, uh, the organization doesn't have a telephone number, but you can reach out to me at 617-592-6715 or the president of the organization, my son Michael, at 508-962-4411.
0: So I'd encourage community coalitions. I'd encourage uh, uh, school systems and anybody that that might think that this might fit to look into it. It it's it's really uh uh, groundbreaking stuff, if you ask me, it, you know, I, I, I just wish that I had been exposed to this at a younger age, but I can wish my life away. I'm exposed to it now. And I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm grateful for and that. And you're a
1: leader of the pack.
0: Yeah, there you go. Right. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> thanks you're you're you.
1: waking up. Yeah, so. exactly. Waking up.
0: That's a great way to put it. I'm constantly waking up. Um, some we days better <laughs> than others. Judy, you have a fascinating um, array of other uh, things that you do in the healing uh, profession, yes. and I was just wondering. I know that you're a yoga teacher. You're also a Reiki master. What else? What else are you engaged in?
1: So I'm an energy medicine healer, and what that means is that I look at the body and the mind connection. I look at the energy systems of the body, which are called chakras, uh, to identify like a roadmap where we are in dis-ease in our body between what we think, how we feel, and our actions and behaviors. Karma, let's call it karma, yeah. just our actions or behaviors—the way we dance our lives—and so the body gives lots of feedback and lots of information. And so, through a combination of yoga, I teach yoga nidra, which is a deep meditative process. I'm a hypnotherapist, a Reiki master. I'm trained in emotion code, which is an amazing modality for moving emotions out of the body and identifying the blocks of emotions. I mean, I could tell you story after story of moving—you uh, know—severe pain in a hip. Uh, through emotion code, once you identify what the emotional uh, feeling is that's stuck or lodged in the body and, and, and release it for many people, that disease goes away. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. I, I, you know there's a lot of science behind it. There's more and more science from guys like uh, Dr. Uh, Masuro uh Emoto, who was part of a movie called what the bleep do we know i mean i could give you lots of places to point to but there's just tons of uh science and quantum physicists on the planet today who are proving what uh you know the one who we know best einstein said which is that you know it, this is not this is not psychology this is this is science what we're speaking about today right. the bridge between spirituality and science is is becoming smaller and smaller and we're becoming more and more aware of, you know, that that they're interconnected and um yeah. Surprise, right? And that Surprise. we're all and that we're all energy yeah. and that and that energy has vibration and that when you put uh higher vibrational thoughts, words, feelings or actions forward, you create a more powerful um, experience,
0: and you know when you find people like sports teams. You mentioned the New England Patriots before he mm-hmm. came in the year um, as an organization, but the Boston Red Sox. You find high, high payroll uh, valuable if, if in the traditional sense of the word, in that they're being paid a lot of money, and they're being these athletes are being required to go to yoga. They're being required, yes. and and they're asking to meditate. They're asking for mindfulness. They're asking for hypnotherapy. Um, this is this is something that um, you know it's taking time to percolate. Down, but not as I think we're a lot closer than we were a couple of years ago. I think We've it's jetting forward in it terms is. of being mainstream. I've got have a police officer who's on the Safe Coalition Board of Directors who teaches mindfulness and meditation to police departments. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is not something that's fringe. It's not something that's on the, on the outside. And happily now, it's being incorporated into. Um, into a lot of things that we hospitals, do, including schools, yeah. hospitals.
1: hospitals. Hospitals are now having Reiki, um, you know, integrated into, you know, before and after surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Reiki healer. I, I train people in Reiki. I do Reiki 1, 2, and 3 at my center. Um, it's great for self-healing. It's great for becoming a healer. It's great for becoming a master of healing. You're basically channeling unconditional love. That's what it is. And, uh, and unconditional love has the power to heal. So, um, and we can see that by the multitude of results that have come through, um, you know, in the, it's the results, the results speak for themselves. They really do. You know, so
0: I'm not an educator, but I sit on a, on a substance abuse task force. We've been talking social, emotional well being in our children for a while now. Um, we're developing curriculum. Uh, Ben Speaks has a wonderful program to support that programs, I should say. And, um, uh, you know, I can tell you that uh, the substance abuse community that I deal with, that are in recovery, all of the stories—they're very, very similar. Yes. The chaos is is different in terms of whether they rob, you know, <laughs> to support their right. their illness, and it's a mental illness that we're talking about, and it's an illness for sure. But they—they they all the common—I would call it a disease. Disease. Thank you.
1: <laughs> because illness to me implies that we're powerless. And disease for me means that we can shift out of disease, that we can learn how to raise out of the illusion that we're limited, the illusion that we're powerless.
0: I love the fact that you said that. It is an illusion, and I fell right into it and, and have fallen into it continually. Have you seen The Matrix? Yes. I always envision myself being <laughs> stuck in The Matrix, and I think in a lot of ways, <laughs> We I know. Are. I, I know. I am. I am. Um, I have trouble watching things like the Super Bowl and commercial television now because I think of that movie, and yeah. it's probably a good thing yeah. that I have trouble doing that.
1: Well, we're being hypnotized all the time, right? By but, big pharma and by big. Exactly.
0: Cause... No, but we are. we are. We absolutely are, and we seed we seed so much of our power, uh, so much of ourselves to that stuff. But right. regardless, um, the the one thing in common that I see people that are in uh, long term recovery speak about. Is that it was the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that they had that they either could identify or couldn't quite put their finger on when they were younger that led them to want to self-medicate. And that they happened to have alcohol and and drugs, uh, had an allergic reaction is, is the way a lot of them describe it, so that they became obsessed with that alcohol or drug. But I would argue that... Gambling does a lot of damage. I would argue that overeating does a lot of damage. I would argue that going to the gym too much does a lot of damage. There are so many things that we obsess on material, all of that stuff. Something outside of them to try to make them feel better and whole on the inside rather than looking from the inside and working outwardly and yeah. um, inside
1: out approach i call it and you know. you know that's what we need to be teaching is how to identify what's going on on the inside and make the change there mm-hmm. uh and you know people who are doing all the things that they're doing to medicate or to numb themselves or to feel are doing it to feel better mm.
0: judy you in a couple of minutes we have left I, I just am wondering if i could ask you just a kind of a scenario a little role play yeah i have a child today that i'm concerned is a ben okay Mm -hmm. and when i say concern i want to i want to see whether or not i can help them fit in to uh the schools and socially what would be some nuggets of advice you give a parent that might be listening that has a ben
1: well what i always say to the parents of ben is to start to look at how their ben triggers them because so often the parent is focused on the bend needing to be fixed.
0: <laughs> I love this. Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child.
1: And if you shift yep. your own perception of your child and start to treat that child as, and focus on their gifts and their perfection and their you know beauty of who they are and love them as they are for who they are and then support them in that way. And, and again, if you start to really look at that's what i did i looked at myself in reflection of ben he triggered every button in me and when i started to instead of react to the button he pushed in me and started to take accountability for how i was being triggered and then worked from the inside of myself to shift it in me i became more empowered as a human being and the result is that he changed too wow
0: and that is not at all where i expected that to go but wow i mean and not all that complicated. No. Isn't it funny how some the answers to much of what ails us tends to be relatively uncomplicated to think of, but, simple. <laughs> but complicated to enact because of the way we've trained ourselves, right? Right, right. I also want to mention an f- important fundraiser which is coming up for Ben Speaks. You are a 501c3 we nonprofit. We are. Yep. And so you are funded in large part by donations. We are. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, we are. Yep. Been in existence now for just about 10 years. Yes. Okay. And this... Uh, event is happening on may 5th what day of the week is that it's on a sunday it's on a sunday sunday may 5th from 1 to 4 p.m it's at the amazing things art center at 160 hollis street in framingham and the event is called art of emotion that's right uh it's an art and music exhibition and it's to support both the scholarship that you have uh i believe it's the scholarship is named for a very good friend of mine, Meredith Poulton.
1: Yes, she was the adjustment counselor at Medway High School when my kids went to Medway High School, and she was the president of my organization for five years.
0: Fantastic. So in addition to the Meredith Poulton Scholarship being supported, Ben Speaks will be supported. Can you talk to me a little bit about the fundraiser and what will happen there?
1: Yeah, so this is an opportunity for kids at the high school level to submit their beautiful artwork. Um, it, we have four categories. There's a category of pain, uh Category of growth, peace, uh, and love. Um, I'm not sure if I got those all right. Actually, growth is the pain one. We don't. I, I call see it your pain. logo
0: here with the art yeah. of emotion. Yeah. And that's so what there's four
1: like. categories, and they can submit their art. Um, and one of those high school students will win a $500 scholarship as the winner of that um, of that display of their art. And we're also adding this year a musical uh, piece. Where kids who can will have the opportunity to send their original art, uh, their original music uh, in one of those four categories.
0: If you're listening right now and you're wondering how could my student submit some artwork, um, it's these art is open to all students in any Massachusetts high school. Yep. Um, Each student has to uh, select a theme and then uh, submit their entry. And when are the entries due by...
1: Ah, that's... It looks good, like
0: April 19th. Yeah,
1: April 19th. April and, 19th. And uh, you can do that by just going to our Facebook page at org and hitting the link. It'll take you right to a registration form. And then we'll reach out to you from there, let you know where to drop off the artwork. So a few weeks leading up to it, we send everybody, you know... Um, where they need to go with their art. And then they show up that day. Uh, last year, we had kids auction off their art and raise money through the auctioning of the art. Not sure how we're going to do it this year. Sure. Um, but it's a wonderful event. Of course, families come and pay uh, you know, for the tickets to come in. So that raises money for us. We do an auction. We do a raffle. We'll have some great stuff there. But I'll tell you, the kids who did this last year, they were so proud of their art. The, the girl who won her art piece was just phenomenal. Some of the artwork was stunning. I
0: I love this, and I I hope you'll join me uh, Sunday, May 5th, from 1 to 4 p.m. It's the Ben Speaks... Second annual Art of Emotion fundraiser. And I can tell you, you're going to get a chance to meet and chat with Judy, with her son, Michael, and other people that are connected with this organization. I promise you it will be well worth it just just doing that. Thank um, I have Thank you. thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and um, looking forward to working with you as, as you go forward.
1: You know, the other thing to know is that when I speak in a school, all kids, um, especially if it's sponsored or the school, can afford it. Um, they They receive a coin. Uh, this coin uh, is what we call an anchor for kids to be able to remember all the tools that they learned that day, and that they are powerful creators, and that they choose their path.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, this is fantastic. I'm looking at it right now. This is really, really great. And it's got in a circle
1: thoughts, words, feelings, actions create destiny, and that's what it says on the coin. And then on the other side, it says, "I choose my path." And it's you know, it's imprinted with a spiral, and it's a really great. Tangible anchor for them to feel in their hand. We've got a lot of reports from kids saying, you know, that that coin really helps me remember that I that I have the power to choose. I have
0: the power to choose. Yeah.
1: I would like to say one other thing, which is that we're aware of, um, you know, just a a huge need that I'm becoming present to. I get a lot of calls from people who have um, who have had a loss and the support and resources that are available to people on the backside of loss from opiates and suicide is extreme. And our organization has one more piece we call the Ben Cares uh, Community Partners Provider Network. Right. And CARE is Complementary Alternative Resource in Education. And it really is our niche to help people access alternatives uh, to the traditional way of dealing with our life's challenges and suffering. And um, we're going to be working really hard in this uh, fall and beyond to provide and to call to all the Reiki healers in the Metro West area to support families moving through loss and setting up Reiki shares uh, to help bring energy and support and love. Uh, uh, Reiki is, you know, it will be free. Reiki and meditation are free. They are there are no side effects, not negative ones anyway, and it's available to us, uh, you know, anywhere.
0: You know, Judy, um, It it Takes a Village comes to mind, and you're absolutely right. The amount of loss is uh, breathtaking. Um, I know from the opioid epidemic, which I've seen personally, it's just been uh, gut-wrenching. But I think what you're also doing is you're changing the landscape on how we deal with this, in that an organization like Ben Speaks gives grieving the light of day. It says, come and grieve with us. Let us be a resource for you to grieve. We recognize this is taking place as opposed to the Saint Elmo's fire scene at the around the dinner table where they can't say cancer without whispering right, because right. they everything's on the on the down right. low, and um, that's the beauty of.
1: Let's raise them up.
0: Let's raise them up. <laughs> we're, we're, <guess laughs> because what? otherwise, we're, we're
1: recreating this. You know, it all it's doing is keeping the suck hole in the suck hole. I mean, I got a call from a mother just the other day whose son died to opiates. Her daughter is out of control. She's got you know the sandwich of the 90-year-old mother who's living with her. She has no resources. She's on Medicaid. She's, you know, she's exhausted. She's even got a positive attitude, and she wants to turn uh, lemonade out of lemons, but she's exhausted, and she has no support. And, you know, we we have so many people in our communities who are doing this kind of work, and, you know... Thousands of Reiki healers. Um, you know, I've trained a lot of healers, and know that my trainer has trained a lot of healers. And you know, this is this is available, and and it, and it can really be um, a way to buoy people and to give them support.
0: So, if you go to the Ben Speaks website, uh, www.benspeaks.org, you click on resources, you're going to find a list of providers that that Judy just mentioned. Judy, I cannot begin to tell you how much i appreciate your time
1: thank you and and i appreciate finally
0: having met you i've heard a lot about thank you over you. the past several years really looking forward to be involved with ben speaks to going to the fundraiser on may 5th and to uh seeing how you might be able to work with our coalition and, and the communities that we support so for my guest judy givangelo my name is jim derrick saying thanks for listening to chapters and we'll see you next week